The image of the Jane as a person of peace and goodwill, a committed vegetarian who believes non-violence, ahimsa, toward all beings is the foundation of all spiritual practice, is strongly imprinted on the Indian psyche. Indeed, it can be said that the Jaina community has often been a morally uplifting factor in the life of Indian society as a whole. Mahatma Gandhi, perhaps the greatest champion of nonviolence in our age, said he had been deeply influenced, particularly in the development of his theory of nonviolence as a political instrument, by revered Jaina layman Rayachanbai Mehta, with whom he exchanged letters. Three people have influ influenced me deeply. Tolstoy, Ruskin, Ere Chandabai. Tolstoy, through one of his books, Rachanabai through intimate personal contact. Jainism does not fall under the broad umbrella of Vedic Hindu traditions. It is a non-theistic religion with its own sacred texts and jinas or spiritual victors. Mahivira, the most recent jina, lived in the 6th century BCE in northern India during a period in which the non-Vedic Swarmana religions proliferated. The Swarmana religions rejected the authority of the Hindu scriptures, Vedas, and deities, denied the efficacy of sacrifice, and most importantly displayed pronounced antagonism to the traditions of Brahmanical priestly supremacy. Jainism is one of the two extant Swarmana religions, and the only one to survive in India. The other survivor, Buddhism, disappeared from India by the 14th century. Today, there are approximately 7 million followers of Jainism, the vast majority of whom live in India. The Jainas. Jaina, also pronounced Jain, means follower of a Jina. The Jainas are the spiritual victors, human teachers who have attained infinite knowledge and preach the doctrine that there is eternal liberation, moksha, from worldly suffering when the bonds of spiritual ignorance are broken. This doctrine is not exclusive to Jainism. It is at the root of virtually all Indian philosophies, and indeed, until the ninth century, Jina was used as a gener generic term in India for enlightened spiritual teachers. The Jina are also called Tirathankaras, builder of the ford which leads across samsara, the river of suffering. Jainas believe that 24 Tirathankaras appear each ascending and descending half of the time cycle, have done so from beginning this time and will continue to do so forever. Their teachings are neither received through divine revelation nor manifested through some inherent magical power as the Vedas are said to be. It is the individual human soul itself which, aided by the earlier teachings, comes to know the truth. Worshipping or following the teachings of a particular jina therefore has no spe special significance, as nothing new is taught, and the path remains always the same. Even so, it is natural that those teachers who most immediately precede the present age would be remembered more readily. Thus, we find that the first jina, Rasaba and the last few genas, Nemi, Parsva, and especially Mahariva, 
the final teacher of the current time cycle, are taken as objects of a certain veneration. These last three genas are often regarded as the historical teachers and have been so placed by modern scholars. Nemi seems to have flourished in the Sarushastra and to have been contemporary of Krishna. Parsva has been verified as a spiritual teacher who flourished in Varanasi in 850 BCE. Buddhist texts refer to the large number of Nigrantha ascetics, unattached ones, as the Jainas were known, then known, who follow the fourfold restraint identified with the teachings of Parsva. Mahavira Tradition has it that Vardhamana, later hailed as Mahavira, or Great Hero, was born in 599 BCE in the kingdom of Vasali, in the Magadha region, near modern Patna. His father was a warrior chieftain and his mother a sister of the Vasali ruler. Although the scriptures assert time and again that the Jina is a human being born of human parents, the Jaina laity is usually raised to regard him more as a superhuman with fantastic attributes whose career is marked by a fixed and rather stylized set of supernatural occurrences. Thus, the life history of Mahavira begins with a series of dreams by his mother which indicate that she will give birth to a universal monarch or a great saint. Mahavira's birth is said to have been attended by numerous marvels and his saintliness is evidenced in the stories of his childhood acts of nonviolence and bravery. When the Jina-to-be was 30 years old, the gods appeared miraculously and urged him to renounce his householder's vice so that he might awaken to his destiny, shaped by his many previous lives of great virtue. Mahavira renounced the world and wandered alone for 12 years, engaging with resolution severe penances. The most important of these voluntary mortifications involved complete fasting, abstaining from both food and water, sometimes for as long as a week at a time. The practice has made an indelible impression upon the Jaini psyche. Even today, many of Jaini's followers occasionally undertake long waterless fasts as a major expression of the holy life. This emphasis upon fasting, more than any other single factor, distinguishes the religious practice of the Jaina laity, the lay people, from that of the Hindu communities which surround them. Jaina monks and nuns undergo rigorous fasts as a regular aspect of monastic life. Mahavira's attainments of full enlightenment occurred exactly 12 years, 6 months, and 15 days after he set out on the aesthetic's path. He had attained the state of infinite knowledge from which there can be no falling away, and in doing so became the 24th and final jina of the descending half of the present cycle. Mahavira spent the next 30 years preaching the doctrine of nonviolence, the path to eternal liberation from worldly suffering. His initial circle of disciples, 11 converted Brahmins, is this, have grown in his lifetime to 14,000 monks, 36,000 nuns, 159,000 laymen, and 318,000 laywomen. Kalpa Sutra, Sedition, 133-5, it is estimated that there are approximately 2,500 monks and over 5,000 nuns at the present time in the entire Jaina community. In 527 BCE, at the age of 22, Mahavira shed his mortal body and his soul passed into nirvana, ascending into the permanent resting place of all liberated souls, siddhas, at the very apex of the universe. Today, over 2,500 years later, his life and teachings continue to provide instruction and inspiration for jinas in their daily lives. The Practice 
perhaps more than any other Indian religious tradition. Jainism is imbued with an emotional commitment to the self-reliance. In the soul's tormented struggle to free itself from its beginninglessness and possibly endless worldly bondage, neither fate, niryati, nor the gods are at hand to assist. Even the jinas are only able to help through their teachings. Jainas further believe that the soul has always been impure through its entanglement with the material world, just as gold has always been embedded in the rock where it is found. Following the logic of this analogy, absolute purification may be achieved if the proper refining method is applied, as can be seen in the Tatavara Sutra. No other Indian school has invested so much energy in describing the precise mechanism of karmic bondage and release from that bondage, nor has any other tradition conceived of the reward and retribution of karma as part of the unequivocal physical law of the universe. Karma is itself actual matter rather than the sort of quasi-physical and psychological elements envisioned by other schools. Seeking to comprehend every aspect of bondage, the philo philosopher monks such as Umasattva, Umasvati, pronounced a highly sophisticated analysis of the various types of material karmas, noteworthy not only for its coherent systemization, but also to the deep psychological insight which reveals they correctly perceived, moreover, that no religious institution can survive without the strong involvement of the laity. Hence, they have not only played down the inferior nature of the lay path, but have shown their high regard for this path by producing numerous tracts of the particulars of lay conduct. The earliest surviving work, which includes the particulars of a Tattavarta Sutra, However, the ascetic orientation of Jainism was certainly not lost. Not only does the way of the ascetic remain premier status among the Jainas, but even the lay dis discipline is far more strict than most other religious communities. The degree of a person's advancement on the spiritual path, indeed the very fact of his or her commitment to the Jain ideal, is indicated by the religious practices which are undertaken, particularly those involving various self-opposed restraints. Laypersons' minor vows, anavrutras, of restraining from evil actions, are just a modified, relatively weak version of real Jain vows, the great vows, mahavachas, of the ascetics. They may curb evil behavior, but they cannot bring a person to liberation. In practice, however, this point has not been stressed. Jaina teachers have been realistic enough to see that most new converts will be, emotion will be emotionally ready only for the lay person's path. To understand the basic restraints of Jaina lay life, as well as those applied to the later states of spiritual path, we much appreciate the Jaina preoccupation with ahimsa or non-violence. To abstain from violence is the foundational vow of Jainism, which follow other vows to abstain from falsehood, theft, carnality, and possessiveness. Great importance has been attached to nonviolence by every Indian school, but none has carried it to the extreme of the Jainas. For them, it is not simply the first among virtues, but the virtue. All others simply are aberrations, for this central one is formalized in the ancient vow. I will desist from the knowing or intentional destruction of all great lives, souls, or two or, with two or more senses. As long as I live, I will neither kill nor cause others to kill. I will strive to refrain from all such activities, whether of body, speech, or mind. When one takes the first vow, the commitment is being made to a lifelong code of conduct to which one must pay meticulous attention to every moment. Even though nowadays not many Jainas formally assume the vow of Amisa under the guidance of an ascetic, certain nonviolent practices are so basic that they functionally define membership in the Jaina community. 
Ajayna must never eat meat. Fermented beverages, honey, figs are also traditionally prohibited because Jaina believe in nigodas, microscopic single-sense beings which inhabit almost every corner of the universe and are especially prevalent in sweet and fermented substances. However, serious as it is, harm done to nigodas is considered far less grave than those done to higher life forms. The refusal to eat meat constitutes the most basic expression of the Jaina commitment to non-violence. May well be that Jainism was the first Indian tradition to preach so strongly against the taking of life. In any case, it certainly became the primary exponent of vegetarianism in India and contributed much to the eventual triumph of the vegetarianism throughout the subcontinent.